Good evening, Aston Villa fans. Welcome to the Villa Forever podcast. I am your host, Chad Williams. Before we get started, first of all, if you're new to the channel, please subscribe. Subscribing is completely free. And you can follow me on all audio platforms, wherever you get your podcast from, including Spotify, Amazon Music, and Apple Podcasts. This evening, I'm joined by my special guest, former Aston Villa striker, Gary Thompson, who has previously been on the show before. I'll be doing the pre-match talk show, Everton versus Aston Villa. Sunday is a 2pm kickoff. It is the most played fixture in top flight football. And over the two, with the two teams, there have been some very good games over the years. And I'm really looking forward to the game on Sunday. It's great to have you on the show again, Gary. How are you? Thanks for inviting me. I'm good. Thanks, Chad. Thanks for inviting me on. No problem. Happy New Year. And to you. And you had a good Christmas, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My daughter came down from London, and uh, obviously my son's got six, six, six children, and so obviously it was uh, it was hectic. But like I say, my daughter come down as well. So yeah, old family thing. It was very nice, very expensive, but very nice. And it goes really quick. Yeah, yeah. You lose track of days as well. All you know is Boxing Day is football. And then you sort of lose track again, and then you play football again. But yeah, it goes really quick before you night. You're back at work, but yeah, it was it was very good. It was it was um, wasn't mad, but it was nice and it was relaxed and pleasant. And the the kids, the grandkids, love it. Well, I'm going to talk about the uh, the Middlesbrough game first. Yeah, in the FA Cup, uh, Unai Emery's finally ended the third round curse. It's been, it's been eight years it's took to get through to the fourth round. Mm. But it's been a long, long time coming. So what are your thoughts from that game? Well, first of all, it was uh, we're driving up there. It's myself, Matt Mayer, Tommy Marlowe. And we Tom's a big Villa fan as well, so we're just discussing it. And uh, didn't realise it was eight years. And then we went over the games, the, the Wickham game and other games we got beast, obviously Man United and whatever. And you don't realise how long it's been. And some of the games where maybe we should have won. So you you going into the game, and you're not you're not getting any trepidation, but you you kind of you want Villa to get through, you want us to um, win the game, and you know end this curse as it were. But uh, yeah, they 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 cope pretty well with it. Even though um, I thought Middlesbrough set up really well, and I watched them play the other night again against Chelsea, and they played really well, very well organised, and want to keep the ball, composure in good areas. But there was always the feeling. I think Conzer at the post with a uh, from yeah. a corner. There was always a feeling we would get the goal. Whereas with them, you yeah. always felt that they might nick something on the counter, but they didn't look like concentrated attack they could keep yeah. giving us problems. And it was just a question of keeping the ball, keeping the ball, moving it. We got the goal, maybe, a, well, maybe a deflection for Matty Cash, but uh, they all count. And at the end of the day, you'd think on the balance of play, we had so much possession, maybe didn't cause as many problems as we should have done with that possession, but we had enough yeah. possession, deserved, a, deserved to win. It was all about getting the results. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't really entertaining. No. I, I, watched, it, I, I watched it at home. Well, it, it's the same as the uh, the Chelsea game against Middlesbrough the other night. Middlesbrough set out, they set the stall out to keep it nice and compact, nice and tight, show composure when they're working the ball out from their, their penalty area or whatever. But they're not really got a, that much of a goal threat because they sat back so deep. Chelsea had a million passes, couldn't break them down. Villa were doing the same, loads of passes that couldn't break them down. We broke them down a couple of times that we didn't get yeah. the goal. You get the goal, it opens up, they've got to come at you. Villa didn't get a goal and the longer it went on, they kept thinking, oh, we can get something out. As it turned out, in, if we get to, say, the quarterfinals, no one will look back and say, God, that game at Middlesbrough, it was boring, wasn't it? At the end of the day, get through. All you've got to do is get through. Chelsea played Middlesbrough the other night, Middlesbrough uh, yeah. winning 1-0. But if Chelsea win the return leg, no one's going to go on about that. Liverpool last night again, they won't talk talk about that. And we like, they're through. You're in the semis or whatever. That's what it's all about, winning. Because what I like about the Villa team is they've got that winning mentality. Yeah, it's instilled that in them. I mean, like you'd have seen Villa over the years, like myself, Chad. And there are times when you're watching games, think we're playing yeah. not too bad here. We're moving the ball quite well, and you always get the feeling something's going to happen. It's going to, they're going to give away a goal. Something's going to go, and we're going to end up losing the game, walking away. Going, how did it happen? A bit like um, Stevenage last year. Didn't play particularly well. Dominated the game. Got beat. And then you watch us now. I'm saying to Dad's the other day. We find a way to win now. Even if we don't play brilliantly well, we still find a way to win. That's that game, a good team. Exactly. And they, they all, I know they go, oh, the cliche, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, good teams find a way to win. You, whatever happens, because the, the opposition, they're not going to come and roll over for you. Yeah. I know Pep would love that to happen, but generally teams come and make it difficult. You've got to find a solution to the problem. We play Sheffield United. Sheffield United, they, they basically just sat in all, all night. And if Ollie Watkins gets the penalty that he should have been given after five yeah. minutes, Different game, don't get the penalty. Sheffield United, Archer scores a goal with a few minutes to go, and all of a sudden, we're chasing a game that we have dominated. But you find a way to keep yourself in the game, get yourself back into the game. And like the, against Middlesbrough the other day, we find a way to win the game, and that's is what it's all about. That's what people talk about at the end of the day. Oh, Villa won again, like sometimes it's great when we, we beat Man City and we play really well, or we find a way to win against Arsenal when at the end of the game, sort of last 20 minutes, the lads were shattered. And the fans got them going again. And that, that link that you and I have been talking about with the fans and the players, you could see that come through. And they gave them the, the, the lads the extra spurt to just keep going, to see the thing through. But not every game's going to be like Man City. Not every game's going to be like Arsenal. Yeah. Sometimes it's going to be dreadful. And you're going to walk away thinking, yeah, we want to do one though. And that's, that's what it's all about. Because fair, fair play to Michael Carrick. Because Middlesbrough did do a good job against us. Yeah, yeah. You know, now, I noticed like, against teams like that, we seem to struggle against teams that stick back against us. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a new solution. We've got to find a solution to the problems. Other teams watch Villa play, and I remember saying to Daz, after the Sheffield United game, teams watch Villa all the time. And when you're scouting, you'll watch four or five games in advance and see what they do, what they do differently. So you've seen the Sheffield United game, you say, wait a minute. They kept them at bay for a long time. Maybe if we can catch them on the counter. And I think Everton will probably do a bit, bit the same as well yeah. when we play them on Sunday. Teams will sit in now and think, OK, Villa will break them down. They'll have loads of possession. They've still got to break us down. The problem is, if we do get a goal, then they have to come out. If they have to come out, we'll pick them off. So you're just finding a solution to getting that first goal and opening the game up. So you've got a lot of teams like Forest and Sheffield United. And there's yeah. a Ritzkin-Mostar game. 
Do we struggle to break them down? Yeah. yeah we, 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 we're a work in progress. We, we, we've started out and you, the, the uh, progress we've made in the last year since you and I took over is unbelievable. If you look back at that, you know, that a year ago, we'd have played that game before we got beat or we got drawn out of it. We are now, we've made massive progress, but teams will look and they'll say, okay, Villa are doing well now. They have a lot of possession, possession-based side, keep the ball, do this, do that. We've got to find a way to beat them. No team's going to come to Villa Park and think, oh, we'll just roll over and they can get three points here. They will make it difficult as, and now we have, to, as we, Villa players have to find a solution to win the game. So every game's going to be different. Every other game's going to be difficult. And there'll be few teams that come to Villa, say like your Man City come to Villa Park, or I wouldn't say, I would say Man United, but they are poor at the minute. But someone that can come to Villa Park and say, come on in, let's go play a game of football. Not many teams do that anymore. They, the teams around the bottom are fighting for whatever points they can get. The mid-table teams will want to keep themselves in mid-table and maybe get towards the edge of the, the Conference League or whatever. And the top teams want to win the league or whatever or get into the Champions League. So every game's going to, every situation is going to be difficult or different. And it's just up to us to find a solution. This is, this is what it's all about. And that's what Unai is coaching the lads, educating the lads, uh, teaching them to find different solutions to what will be a series of problems. Each problem will be different, but each team will give us a different type of problem. Louise, with each team, brings different challenges. Yeah, yeah. And that's the mark of a good coach, because a good coach will look like, Sean Dyche will have looked at the game the other night, and he'll think, right, how can we mess Villa up? Now, Everton are a strong side, very organised, defensively very strong, but very, very good on set pieces. So he might look and think, well, I'll just keep it tight. But if we get any set pieces, all of a sudden, the delivery into the box, Calvert-Lewin, who's now available for the game, the yeah. likes of Tarkovsky and people like that, they could cause us problems with set pieces if they have decent movement. So there'll be there'll be a different set of problems. Every game's a different set of problems. But the one thing I look at our players, and as you said, we find yes. a way to win. We have players in that group now that are developing and getting better all the time. And the likes of Kamara show what, what a miss he was when, when he suspended for the three games. We are getting better. Our players are developing and we will find we'll find a solution. We'll find a way to get to get the result. We won't win all the time. And every now and again with a high line, we will get caught. But generally this is a team that's, that's gone from, I would say, for example, we say we was we a we we now we now looking at like a, a sort of S or something. We have we have made such a massive leap. You've got to be happy with the way things have gone so far. Going, the, going back to the Middlesbrough guy, yeah, it's very it's very congested mm -hmm. in the middle middle of the park. Still scales it into the wide areas. Yeah, well. They had, uh, they packed the mid, the middle of the park, and actually Johnny Harrison, they they can see danger, and he's an experienced player, like so they they keep the ball in the middle of the park as well. But they've got two wing backs as well, and that was trying to blocking up our wide areas because our outlets usually we keep the ball, but our outlet is usually either, either Luca Dean, Moreno, or Matty Cash. Conza, when he plays at right back, he comes out with the ball at times, but not as much as Matty Cash would do. And generally, we've got the ball in midfield. We have good good ability in midfield to keep the ball. But they try, try and swamp me nowadays. And I think a lot more teams will try and do that if, if they can. Either play the centre-backs, three centre-backs, or they will try and swamp the midfield and stop Villa pass, getting their passing game going. They'll try and make, make Villa... Because Unai hates Villa to just give away possession. He wants to keep the ball. He wants to keep control of the game. Now, teams will look at us and think, right, we've got to make them knock the ball longer. We've got to make them... I think we... I can't remember what game it was. It might have been Forrest. We tried to hit Ollie Watkins in one, and we couldn't retain possession. And we got caught. But we were chasing the game. We were 1-0 down after about eight minutes. But different problems, different teams, but we will find different solutions. Now, I'm more comfortable now and confident now watching this team this season and last season 
that we will find a solution. It won't happen all the time, but we will find solutions mm -hmm. because they're a better team now. They're better players. They're more developed. And they, they seem to enjoy what they're doing. They believe in what they're trying to do and they believe what they're trying to do will get them results nine times out of ten. In the game, there are a lot of opportunities. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Zoliola, teams are looking at us. Yeah. I, I think, I mean, I've been waxing on about this kid for a little while. Like, he's built like a centre forward. He's got great feet as well. Like, obviously, he plays that wide, but his two goals he scored, they're centre forward goals on the edge of the six yard box. The first one, the good touch on the finish. And the second one was the glancing header, shades of Alan Gilzine or something like that. It was, it was quality. The fella is a good, good player. And I'm just hoping that now he's got a couple of goals, his game will keep going and keep developing because he has all the tools to be a fantastic player for this football club. And he's he's yeah, yeah, exactly. But you look at them and think, all this, when he came, he looks a good footballer. In fact, we played, was it Hibernia? He came off the bench yeah. and he picked the ball up and he danced between two players, carried the ball, got into the penalty area, went, to, sort of dropped the shoulder on the keeper and he just took a, a touch too long. Keeper went down. And all of a sudden, he's going to walk into the empty net and the lad got a touch on it and he ended up going out for a uh, corner. And that would have been a wonderful start to his career. And I believe he'd have gone from on step to step, a stage, step from one stage to the next one. But he didn't get the goal. And the last, say, five, six games ago, he's shooting from ridiculous angles now because he wants to get that goal. All of a sudden, he gets two in two games. And now he's, he looks a lot more confident. You got in the game. You had to run on a few chances. We just showed so, you in this... And you run on a few chances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's well, Yeah. Centre forward. Yeah. He's a centre forward. Centre forward will get chances, will miss goals. But he, he's, he's had, well, I don't know if he's had problems, but there's been rumours of problems. Um, and he took himself off the Instagram and bits and bobs. But lately, when he's come off the bench, he's looked fiery. He's looked like he's up for it. He wants to get, get around people. He, he got us a penalty the other day. But he will get chances. Every centre forward, I know, I was listening to Gary Lineker talk the other day. Ian Rush missed chances. Gary Lineker missed chances. Kenny Douglas missed chances. But they keep going. Duran will miss chances, but he will score goals. Get him in the right areas, like Ollie Watkins, score goals. And credit to Matty Cash. Yeah. Does it limit to deflect your goal? Hmm. It don't matter, the old count. Exactly. At the end of the day, Matty, Clash is, Matty Cash has, has got yourself. You, you watch the short corner. By the time he comes to him, he makes... He makes a space, the, ball, the ball's there, he makes a space to receive the ball at his feet, has a shot. The lad, uh, Latila, is coming to shut him down, but he's turned his back, ball took a deflection off him, ended up in the goal. Now, you could say the keeper didn't move his, his quick feet quick enough to, to get a touch on it, but you say the centre-forward who came out to try and defend turned his back on it. There's a load of things, but Matty Cash, without him taking the shots, there's no chance of us getting the goal. Matty Cash decides, out of the feet, I'm going to have a strike a goal. He has been in and out of the team the last few, well, for a little bit now. And Conza's yeah. been playing right back. Now, for me, Conza is an, well, he's an international class centre-half. He's been good enough to be picked for his country. So I'm thinking, well, why don't we play him? Set the, you know, why don't we play him centre-back? But we have got centre-backs as well. And maybe he's giving Matty Cash a break as well, you know, because if Matty Cash plays every game, it'll burn out. So it could be that, could be whatever. But Conza's done ever so well, but Matty Cash for me, Excellent fullback, got his goal, thoroughly deserved it, worked ever so hard as well. Loves the challenge, loves the tackle. But uh, yeah, he, he's, he's decent. And if we can get some competition from Matty Cash as well, then Conza can go fight it out with the others at centre-back. And you believe, I believe he'll win that battle as well because I think Conza's a very, very good footballer. Well, you're going to just keep shooting. 
still in the breakthrough? Exactly, yeah. I mean, most, not a lot of teams now try and get, work the perfect opportunity to get the perfect goal. When you watch yeah. Man City play, they'll always work it and they'll go into the midfield, they'll go out to the wingers, the winger will cut inside, and they'll play into the centre forward or they'll get to the byline, pull it back. They all, they, it's like a formula. But every now and again, like Franz Beckenbauer has just passed like, he was, he was saying, if you get a chance, they did more training on shooting from 30 yards than anything. And Christy Waller was talking about this the other day when he was at Marseille. He made them shoot from distances because if you don't shoot, you're never going to score. But you shoot from all areas. Exactly. Every opportunity you get. I mean, not to the point of ridiculous. John Duran, when he first, not when he first come, when there was that little rumours about problems and that. John Duran was coming off the bench and he was just shooting from the ridiculous angles. But he's hungry. He wants to score goals. So he'll have a shot at goal. You should never have a got people for wanting to get, score a goal. They say if you don't buy a ticket, you can't win a raffle. End of the day, ball comes to me, 30 yards from goal. Well, not me, but Matty Cash. Then, fair yeah. enough, you got to have a shot. In the game, who was your man of the match against Middlesbrough? Middlesbrough? Not mm. many stood out, really. No, there, there, there wasn't a... I mean, Daz asked me about the game before as well, and uh, I, I said half summer. No one's been outstanding, but we did the job. In fact, more to think about it now, I suppose you'd end up giving it someone like Matty Cash because of the goal. But generally, we were all competent. We did the job. We played okay. But we were, there was not. I didn't think there was anybody outstanding. I think Longley, his ability of the ball is very good. He's no power Torres, but he's very good with the ball. So I, I just think we, we did okay. Um, Moreno looks like he, he's, he's coming back into himself. We, we look... We look um, People were saying that we looked tired a few games ago. Now, if you tell people they're tired all the time, they will. They'll, they'll say, oh, well, I'm knackered. So uh, I don't believe the type. Tired is mental. At the end of the day, mentally, you will, you will physically be tired at times, but if you allow people to let you think you're mentally tired, then you will get mentally tired. I just think that uh, I, I, we've dropped off a level. I think we, we expended so much energy and so much emotion in the Man City and the Arsenal game that it took a while to catch up with us. But... They'll get a break now after Sunday, and um, I, I think I'll be fine. I'll be, I'll be all right. Well, the one thing is an average performance. Mm. You know, who, 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 you know, who pick Bimacar Kamara. He showed exactly why we, we missed him over the three games. When he got suspended and he got the three game ban, everyone's looking at the game and saying the others will get bought by without him, but Man United will be a difficult one, as it turned out. We're two nil up. We coached him without playing particularly well at Man United. That was the game. Daz asked me half time, and I didn't think anyone had played brilliantly well that day. But uh, Kamara, I think he's an excellent player. I mean, Douglas Louise has got most of the credit this year and most of the plaudits. Mm -hmm. But <clears throat> without Kamara by the side of him, Kamara is different class. The two of them, and that's why when Telemans come, couldn't get in the team, and people are saying Telemans not is not happy. That them two raised their level. So they're, they're playing at a better level now. So Telemans, obviously, it's going to be difficult to get in the team. But once you get in the team, you'll be playing at such a level as well that uh, it takes the club forward or the team forward. So you, competition for places is brilliant. But uh, I think Kamara has been outstanding this year. I think Pau Torres, once he got the grip through the playing in the league, has been outstanding. But generally, as a team, yeah, you, you can't you can't pick fault with most of them because they've... they've start of the season, me and you were sitting there talking about the start of the season. Where do you think we'll go? Everyone's yeah. saying, well, you know, if they can finish in the top six or seven, they do all right. We have blown the thing away at the minute. And it's only the Man City and the Arsenal game that people are going now. I tell you what, Villa are not bad. People, everyone that watched us over the uh, three months before that, 
everyone went away going, tell you what, they're not a bad side. But all of a sudden, like, because it was those two games in the space of a week, we was headline news. But I think this team's done ever so well, and I think this team can develop again. If it, He might buy some people in the window. I'd like to think he would do. But that could make us even stronger. You've got competition for places all over the place. Your team can only get better. And this team that we're witnessing, we're witnessing history. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I'm saying one day um, when we're doing a radio thing, like I, I, see, I saw um, the Liverpool team the other day, and Klopp. I don't know if you've played mind games a little bit with the fans and that, but he wanted them to make more noise and you know join in with it and cheer the boys and that. But they've got to the point where they've not won so much, but they've been up in that echelons for a few years now. That all of a sudden they're sort of sitting there and going, "Go on, then, entertain me. What are you going to do today?" Whereas, like we we go into the games now, we're seeing our team, we're seeing our team play, and we are getting right behind the team when they're, they're struggling a little bit at Arsenal, get right behind the team, and it lifts the players again. We're all in this together. This is the, the journey. When, if Say like Unai continues to do as well as he's done, and we end up winning uh, the, the Conference League, and then we win, win the League Cup or the FA Cup, and we won a couple of Cups, I still believe the fans will be so made up with what's gone on that we won't, I don't believe Villa Park will ever get to the point where we're sitting there and going, hmm, this is OK. But, you know, when they score two or three goals, you know, we'll, we'll clap a little bit then. We'll get right into it because this, as you say, is history-making. It's fantastic. It's enjoyable. And for the first time in years, we go and watch our team play, knowing that whoever we're playing will be competitive. We'll give them a game. And not, well, nine times out of ten, a lot of times we will get a chance of getting a good result against them. We, we, there's nowhere we go nowadays. And uh, I remember Di Matteo. I can't remember what game it was, but I was doing a radio and we got beat. And he, he went, uh, it's up second or third game in the, in the championship. Yeah. He went... I didn't see that coming. Now we won't we won't say that now because we we're confident we we're confident we, we compete with everybody. So occasionally you will get beat, we, but it's not like one of them where you walk in and you get battered five or something like. And you're like, geez, where did that come from? Everybody played badly, and we don't look like we don't look like organised. And that we are organised. We know what the manager wants them to do. They know their jobs. Then they believe in the structure. This thing. It's, it's quite exciting when you look at it and you can't wait to the next game because there's always a chance. Roll on Everton. You, you want to watch the game. You want to play the game. You want you want to be part of it. And this thing's, this thing's going so well. I can hear myself rambling now. So stop me now, Chuck. I'm getting carried away with it. Do you know what I described Villa as? Do what? The sleeping giant. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's funny. You, you can't help but enjoy. I mean, when you when you see how far we've come, it's yeah, it's 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 you can't you there'd be something wrong with you if you couldn't enjoy this now because like, you've seen some obviously dreadful years. You've seen oh, like, relegation, yeah. and we was um, people kept saying circling the drain. I remember every season I'd go and I'd, I'd be in the whole suite, and uh, the lady in there used to say to me. Um, we won't go down this year, will we? After the first eight or nine games. And I was like, no, no, there's, there's three teams worse than us. We'll be all right. But that that was the level of our, that's the limit where we were going. Maybe have a run in the cup. But generally, we'd stay in the division because there were three teams worse than us. Eventually, we were one of the worst teams and we had to go down. But it's the best thing that's happened to us. And now we look from the championship and Dino did a magnificent job. Get us in the Premier League. Get us secure in the Premier League. Then Unai comes in and takes it on to another level. The thing... You can't help but enjoy it. There'd be something wrong with you if you couldn't enjoy this because this, this is a special time. And sleep, enjoy it. Being broken. 
Yeah, I mean, you, you, I, I, I can hear myself talking, and I can hear how excited I get about the whole thing. And uh, because, like yourself, we've watched a lot from a long way, a long well, time. Relegation and all that. Yeah, as well. yeah. So now you, you got to enjoy this. You, and occasionally, every now and again, like Newcastle starting the season, we get beat five one. We got a, ri a ridiculously yeah. high line, but that educates me. And Unai educates us all into the fact that we're um, we can play because I've always been taught play the high line, but you have to have pressure on the ball. Sometimes we don't have pressure on the ball, we still play the high line, and most of the time we get away with it. But and sometimes we get the ball, and we pass it, and we pass it, and we pass it. And I'm like, I'm getting forward. And he's educating me to find find the openings. But when we get the chance, when it gets to the likes of Diaby, Ollie Watkins, Zaniolo, uh, and Leon Bailey, who's been different class, then all of a sudden we we speed it up and we cause a problem. You can't help but enjoy this. We are we are an enjoyable team to watch. Everybody, Martin Kiel was down um, the, the last game and that, and we were just chatting before the game, and he said like, you know, people enjoy watching Aston Villa now because they, not everybody's sec, everybody's sec, second favourite team, yeah. but everybody's liking what we're doing. They're enjoying what we're doing. They're getting pleasure from what we're doing, and uh, that's down to the manager who's walked in and from day one he's uh, impressed upon them what he wants from them. And there's been the odd hiccup like Stevenage or whatever, but generally. You'd have to say, you'd have to give. I think Dad said to me, What mark would you give him? And I think I said a B. Plus. And he's like, oh, B, plus. you're a hard taskmaster, <laughs> but you've got to leave space to win the cup and say an A. So you don't want to get too carried away. But this has been absolutely superb so far. I mean, in a way, Emory is an elite manager, yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he went to Paris Saint Germain and um, he was at Arsenal, obviously, as well, and like people. But the funny thing was about Unai Emery, he went to Arsenal and he, he went to the board and he's been there a few months. And he said to the board, right, he's got a list of five players. He says, right, these five players have to go because they're bad influence in the, in the, in the dressing room. They're, they're, they're not leaders at all. They're, they're causing us problems as a team. They have to go. So the board look at this anyway. One thing leads to another, and Unai Emery, if you're not much down the line, loses his job. Arteta comes in, Arteta has a job. Within a few months, Arteta goes with the same list of these five players. They're going to go. They're out. All of a sudden, all of a sudden the club is not healthy. It's healthier. They start winning games. Unai Emery is a top, top manager. He went to Paris Saint-Germain, and I defy anybody to go to Paris Saint-Germain and win consistently because this, Unai Emery works with players, coaches players, develops players. Most of the players at Paris Saint-Germain, and this would be like this at Real Madrid and places like that, they're good enough to win games anyway. So they're not going to, you might see something to teach them or coach them, but are they going to really listen? Because they're sitting there, they're multi-millionaires, and actually they know everything. So they, they, Unai Emery is going to find it difficult at Paris Saint-Germain to improve players because they don't want to listen. Yet he comes to a club like Aston Villa, they want to listen. He you goes, know what I like? Do they change the way they play? Yeah, yeah. Now, you stick to it? Manager's got a, a, a way of playing. He's got a, a, a structure that you can always hang the back off at the back of the structure because you know if you hold on to the structure, we play the way you want you to play. The chances are we will win games. In that structure, there's scope to develop. There's scope for players like your Diabies who can bring you a little bit of, uh, we'll, we'll sprinkle some stardust on it, like Zaniolo, Leon Bailey, who can do that something that's little something different. But the structure, we keep the ball, we move the ball, we work openings, we can score from set pieces, we can score from um, working openings as well. But Leon Bailey can give you a little something else to release Ollie Watkins and all of a sudden, that's something different in your locker as well. So he's got the structure, 
he is an elite manager and um, he's now proving to everybody because this fella, if you look at his record, he's shown he's an elite manager before he went to yes. Arsenal, before he went to Paris Saint-Germain, he showed how good he was. But it's like anything, you you you, you lose, not lose your job, you get sacked it in a club, rightly or wrongly, and people doubt you. Oh, it ain't all that. And people you say, well, the language barrier and all that. He has shown now, football's a universal language. His, his English has got better, but he can impress upon him what he wants. And the communication skills, I think we played Bang United, one of the first games when he came in. Mm -hmm. Communication skills to get the message across within a short space of time must be good because we have improved and we've improved and improved and improved. Well, what about our success? Do you think we can win the FA Cup? I like to think we'll be in the shout. Funny thing is, you never say, oh, we'll win this, we'll win that, when it's cup competition because... Anything could happen. You could get a dodgy decision, like you know the linesman could make, make a decision, referee could make something could go against you. You could play great football, and because the jeopardy of the cup is like, <coughs> like him, it could it could go horribly wrong, or it could work out for you. So I wouldn't say we definitely win the cup, or but we have got a chance. We should be in the conversation. It all depends who you get drawn against as well. But we got a, we got a very very good chance of competing in all the competitions we're in this season. Like that we left in, like I mean, like you say, we got the FA Cup we're in the conference. Is it called Conference League? Conference League, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I keep, keep changing, like, Conference League. And the, the league, we're in contention, I'd say, to win it, but we're up, we're in around it, and we've got half, half a chance to do it. So we'll see how the next 10, 12 games go. Then all of a sudden, you can sit back if it's end of February, early March, you can say, I tell you what, we've got a chance of this. But it's all right, start of the season, yeah, everyone's going to win the league, they're going to win the cup or whatever. Oh, yeah. 20 games on. Then you look at it and think, I'll tell you what, we've got half a chance. And now you look at us now and thinking, we could we could finish this season. This could be the be one of the best seasons Aston Villa have had for a long, long time. Well, you know, Emery, he wants to master the FA Cup. Yeah. Do you yeah. think he has got the best record? No, not in the FA Cup, but he's, he's, a, he's, a, cup, he's a cup manager. He, he's won yeah. European competitions, in uh, cup competitions. He's won that before. So he knows how to cope with that. He knows how to work with teams, punching above their weight in the Spanish leagues. He knows how to do that. And he's doing all that with Aston Villa. So he'd be looking and thinking, yeah, we can we can comp compete in the, in the cup. As I say, it all depends on the draw. And you're looking at the Stevenage thing last year, like we didn't play particularly well against Stevenage and they held on and they sat in there and all that. But we won their lot. 90 seconds later, just before the end, we're 2-1 down. That's the way the cup can go sometimes. People switch off, forget their jobs, bang. Now, as long as things go, not according to plan, but the way the manager wants them to go, the way he sees the games, we've got a great chance. I mean, I would never turn around, and go, oh, we're definitely going to win that, but we have a good, good chance of competing in this in the Cups. And like you say, Unai Emery, he's a cup manager, so the chances are we've got a very, very good chance in that. And the good thing is, whatever we're playing, the attention to the detail is, is fantastic. As long as the attention to detail is as good as it has been, and it will be, then we've got a chance, not just the cup, but league and also we've got a chance. And that, as a Villa fan, after the years we've had, I'm saying it like, you know, it's been terrible, but after all the years, this is this is a magnificent thing to be able to sit there now. We're sitting there, it's just after Christmas, and we go, yeah, we're near FA Cup. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's very exciting. The whole thing is so exciting now. And I can hear myself talking and I'm rambling like, so just stop me if I go to keep going on like, but yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting. It's brilliant. It's, it's something to look forward to. And uh, it's so much you can't wait now for the next game. It's like, oh, Sunday, because it's, it's, it's a few days away now, but yeah, can't wait to get it on. Well, you know, Emery's done really well, Alf. He's managed the cup competitions. 
Yeah. Well, with my time in the league position. Yeah, it's a hard thing to do. A lot, a lot of teams like Brighton played in the uh, the 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 Europa League and that, and they played on a Thursday and they struggled on the Sunday. Like we've seemed to have been able to cope pretty well. I think the Forest game is the one which was a, not a shot, but the Forest scored the, score, the first goal. All of a sudden we had a problem. But generally, like um, Unai Emery, but he's he, he, as you said, he's an elite manager and his attention to detail is fantastic. So therefore. It shouldn't be a surprise that he's back. He's looking around and he's saying, "Okay, we'll do this. We'll do this." And he's working to play with players, and he's he's making sure that no one's playing too much football by Christmas. He's trying to spread it around so people get games. And even times when we've gone, oh, he's got to go strong today, and he's gone with the what you say fringe players, but they've got to get games as well because you've got to raise the level of quality in the squad. And as it's worked out nicely, we play games in in the Conference League. We've won games or we've competed, and we've ended up. And worst ways, throwing lots of Ollie Watkins in them on for twenty minutes to get a run out, just to keep everything ticking over. Every everything they've thought about, every they've covered every base at the minute, and long may it continue. Well, Emery, it's been amazing twelve months. But what more do you want to see from this team in the next twelve months? What well, do we need to do? As a fan, all, all you we need we need we need to win. Well, we need to just keep winning at this level because we're we're averaging two points a game. You're on second of the league. Yeah, so therefore you, you're gonna you're gonna be second, third, first, second, third. You, you're gonna do well if you can keep that going. Like, but I just want, I'd love to see us win a cup. Uh, but I just want us to continue in this vein because uh, so many if we, if, if we're to fall away like like Newcastle did in the last couple of months. Everyone's oh yeah, flashing a pan. There was a lot of noise about them, and people thought they were going to do the ah, you know. But we can see what's happened. We can see the development. We can see the improvement. We can see this isn't a flashing the pan. This isn't two or three game win, and then all of a sudden we get beat seven. This is this is the thing that's developed, developed, developed. We have got the situation now where it's it's gone so well this year, and it, let's this time last year if we'd have had this conversation, we'd have both said oh, we type finishing the We'd have said mid-table. Now, we finished uh, in the position for the Conference League. Now we're saying, well, I'll tell you what, Chapman's League. We get in the Chapman's League positions, then that get, you know we've made massive pro- progress. End of season, you judge on your progress uh, where you finish. Now, I believe we, we, we have quality and ability enough to get into the Chapman's League for next season. But, as I said, if, we, if we're around, if March, we're first, second, or second or third, we're in the top three, say, around March, surely... Total As, you've got you've got to go for it. You've got to say, well, hang on a minute, because the, the chance to win anything don't come around that often. You've got a chance if we're in a position, then you've got to go for it. But to get there, we've got to get from here to the mark to March and win enough games and play keep playing well, not have any injuries and uh, or cope with the more injuries that we've had. So yeah, it's it's all there for us. But I, w- I don't want to get carried away in that respect. So we're going to win this, we're going to win that. We are setting ourselves up nicely for a great end of the season. We set ourselves up nicely by March for a great end of the season. Then we we be competing in all the competitions. We compete in all the competitions. We got a chance of winning at least one of them. Because what we're going to do is keep being consistent. Yeah. Look at Uno Emery. He never wrestled his morals. Hmm. Always wants to improve. That's how, like Klopp, like Fergie back in the day. That's how he has become an elite manager because. A lot of managers, a lot of people win a few games and think they can chill a bit now, like and we start planning for next season, we can do this, we can do that. What's to win this game? What's to win the next game? What's to win the game after? 
there's two games there coming up. We got to win them, like, and he's looking at juggling, juggling the team as well. Like, he will not rest. He wants to win games. He loves winning games, <clears throat> and even when we win games, he's always finding the things we did wrong or the things we can improve upon. His attention to detail is fantastic. Can only help a team like, but yeah, he, he wants to win. He wants to improve, and that. He won't allow the players to rest on their laurels. If you want to rest on your laurels, then you find yourself out of the team. And there's enough players waiting to get the spot in the team. So, therefore, this place is buzzing. And, like, if I'm a player in this team in a minute, I'm on my toes all the time because I know I, I drop my standards. He might let me have the odd couple of bad games, but then it'll be like, big man, come here, need a word. And all of a sudden, you're out of the team. And someone else will take your place. If someone takes your place in the team in a minute, you might not get it back for a while. So, you've got, you've got to be on, on, on your top form all the time. Wimbledon's to win, to win a trophy. Yeah, it, that would be brilliant. But like, like I said, to win a trophy, we've got to get to around February, March, continuing this form that we've been in and continuing the rate of points we've been getting and then and obviously playing in the Cups and whatever. If we continue the way we've been doing, then we've got a great chance. But it's all right, people saying, oh, we win a Cup like October. October, you can't win none. Yeah. But now... He can't be leaving at Christmas as well, just after Christmas. But by March time, you're looking at the running now with six or eight games to go. You're looking at that. And if you're in a cup semi-final uh, or uh, the European Cup semi-final and then you're in you're second in the league, you're going to come away with something. You'd be very unfortunate to go away with nothing. And looking at this team, we, we get ourselves to that position where we can go and attack it the last couple of months of the season. we got to come away with something. Good number two, number six. That's what I was born. Yeah, it's been, it's been too long. For, for all fans, but the, the the nature of a fan is disappointment. We support our team and we get carried away. Our team win a couple of games and we get carried away and then we get disappointed. And something happens and we get disappointed. We've had this for, for years and years. This is the first concentrated run for a long, long time where we're winning games. We look competitive. We're winning stuff, and yeah, we want to win something. But like I say, can't win nothing in, in uh, December, but or January. But we can win something. March, April, or some, because we're playing in cup semi-finals by then, and then we got a great. If if we're in the cup semi-final against teams, you you put money on us. You fancy us to to win it because you look at the way we play, barring injuries and all that. Look at the way we play. We got a chance of winning something. It's like for Christmas. It's, it's um, my my grandkids. Yeah. Um, December the first, they they want Christmas Day to come, and that's what we're like now. We want to get to that point where we're on the verge of semi-finals and semi-finals and that. But it will come. We keep going in this vein. It will come. We will, it will, we will get our Christmas day. So I'm going to talk about the Everton guy. Yeah. What, what do you expect from Sunday? I think they'll just be well organised. I mean, I watch Everton play and Sean Dyche has come in and I think someone said the other day when they played Burnley, oh, it's just be like watching Burnley play Burnley. But Sean Dyche has done a magnificent job <clears throat> with a club that was going one way. He's turned it around. They're organised. Got great discipline about him, great work ethic. Got some decent players in there as well. And like, I just looked at them. Calvert Lewin's always injured. There was always they did have no focal point. They brought in another couple of strikers now, and Neto's one of them. And like, all of a sudden, they've got some power up front. But also Jack Harrison, I think, is very good. Anana is excellent. I think they're a good outfit, but I think they're also strong defensively. And I don't think they'll go and try and take the game to Villa as much. I think they'll try and do Villa get get a lead on the set piece or something, unless there's a bit of say Garner or someone produces a bit of magic but or, I think O'Neill's injured eh? they well, you yeah. got him whacked the other day too much touch and go but they've not got a lot of flair Harrison's got the, the flair in that team he's a very very good footballer Calvert-Lewin 
it's a focal point and can score goals if they get the right delivery into the box. But they are a functional side. Whereas, like, you look at us, we can create opportunities and that. They don't create an awful lot. They work hard, they defend well, they break forward, they got set pieces, but they don't, there's not too much flair about them. We say, oh, but they're an organised team and that will cause us problems, <clears throat> especially with the, um, the Everton fans behind them as well. They will make a noise, they will try and get into us, and, and uh, it'll, I imagine it'll be quite physical. But you're looking at an organised side that is difficult, very difficult to play against on set pieces. But I still like, I'd look at us and I'd fancy us to win the game. Even if it comes to a battle, I'd still fancy us to win the game. I, I think worst ways you come yeah. away from good is to win a, a point at least. Because they'll give you an easier way, though. No, no, no. In this game, though, we need to remind patience. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, but, well, the one thing about the United sides, we do keep the ball and we don't try and force it. And you, you see on the, on the, the touchline, if you want someone to just risk or reward, plays the ball with a chance of maybe getting something from it and we give away position, he goes absolutely mental. Keep holding the ball, keep the ball, work the opening. And he wants to do that. And then once you get it to your, your Leon Bailey so that they can do a little bit of magic or whatever. But yeah, be patient. And I think we will be. I think against Everton, I think Everton will sit in there. But when they do come, it will be all guns blazed, as it were. Set pieces, I'll be throwing the ball forward a little bit to Calvert Lewin, trying to join up with him. Let's so go the most be... pieces at that. What's that? The most, the most set pieces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, Everton, I they, think, yeah. They, they are a set piece side, don't they? I mean, you, you watch them play, and like, like I say, there's not a lot of flair. There's not a lot of uh, Harrison for me. is a very good footballer. O'Neill's a very good footballer, and they can create a little something. And Arna breaks forward and causes problems. Garner's a good footballer, a good passer, and he's got a strike on him as well. But they, you look at that side and you, the way they're built, you just think, no. Oh, they are set up to get set pieces. If they get their nose in front from a set piece, occasionally someone will score a goal out of, no, out of nothing. But generally, this is a team that scores goals from set pieces. So, Austin McPhee, they've done their homework on the set pieces. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, I mean, you'll have seen Everton, everything Everton's had to offer unless they come up with something different. And a fair play to Austin McPhee over the last, I would say, two, three months, He's been pulling out different set pieces as well. And they've mixed it up. He's not just gone into the box. Douglas, he's not tried to just put it in the, into the goal in one go. We've tried to get in the near post. We've tried to play a lot of short ones as well. We've tried to work the ball at times. We've tried to... Yeah, yeah. You've you got to mix it up. And like, but you look at Everton, they'll have seen what Villa have done. Villa have seen all the set pieces Everton have done. So maybe they come up with something different that catches Villa on the day. But even if we go one down against them, you'd still fancy us to get something from the game. It's going to be another Burnley uh, game, I think. Yeah, yeah. Well, as I said, it's like Burnley playing Burnley. That this is mate. This Burnley, well, Everton side is in the in the guise of Burnley, as it were. They have got a bit sure more does, ability. Yeah, yeah. That, but sure, guys, he's very good at what he does, and he uh, organises teams very well. And like people turn their nose up at him, but the fella gets results in the Premier League, and you don't have to all play the same way. Yeah, you play. Everyone plays a different way. Sean Dyche plays his way, gets results with it. So you have to give him massive props. Massive credit for what he's done, but we play a different way, and so the two styles we have to see which is the best one on on Sunday. So, what is your thoughts about Everton's points deduction? Well, I, I, we'd heard for months that the, potentially they stood a chance to get in the points deduction. I've listened to stuff and people said that they went to the um, the FA or whatever or the Premier League, sorry, and they the, 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 the we all know that. F, F, 
get my words out, like, <laughs> bending. Yeah. It, we all know the FFP, the situation with it, and you've got people that are looking at that. And not, but Everton apparently said, look, if we do this, is that still within the FFP? They reckon that they were told it was. But they also believe that they could sell a lot of players to balance it out. But they have spent a ridiculous amount of money. I think the the, the, the penalty was harsh, um, but they was always going to get some kind of penalty. But I also think that this harsh penalty to Everton, I, I, I believe that um, some of the points on appeal will be given back to Everton. But it sets a precedent now because everyone keeps talking about Man City. So you can imagine, in the end, they can say, well, we did that to Everton. So when they, if they, if they, if they do find Man City guilty, then they can say, oh, well, we can do this because Man City have got about 150 charges against them. Everton, yeah. yeah. So I, I think they've set a precedent with Everton, but they've done that in a way to set the bar now. But Everton, I believe, on appeal, Everton will get a few points back. And to be fair, one rule for another. Yeah. I mean, to, to be fair, though, Everton, um, they lost the 10 points and all of a sudden, they won the next three or four games. So they, they had a great little spur. And I know they've had a setback now, but they good enough to go to stay up. I think they're okay. I think they'll be okay. I think they're well organised. I don't think they'll get battered too many times. I, I think they'll have enough to stay in the league anyway, regardless of the 10-point deduction. But I believe they will get a few points back. It's all not to fair play. Mm. It's there for a reason. Yeah. I'm spending and stuff. If, if there was no financial play, fair play and Chelsea bowled in and spent, oh no, they've done that, spent like uh, three billion. And all of a sudden, it kind of, I mean, the best teams have always, Man United or whatever, they've always bought the best players. <clears throat> so the best teams have always done okay. But you can't just buy everybody. Like, you know, you've got, it's got to be a, a, a level of playing field. The idea was basically to stop people just coming in and buying the league, as it were. Like, But at the end of the day, yeah, the, the fair play thing, it, it's but the way it works. You're supposed to give everyone a fair shout, a fair opportunity. So they and, can um, compete. Yeah, and, and but everyone knows the rules at the start of the season or the season. Before. I think you have got three years. You can lose so much in three years, uh, so you know it's over a three-year period. So basically, you've got three years to get your house in order. Everton obviously didn't, um, so they paid a price. I think, like I said, the, the it was harsh. What the the, the fine, the, the the points deduction and all that. But uh, I do believe. It, it won't end up being that way. They'll get some. They'll get some points back, and they've they've more or less they've got the points back. They lost anyway, so they're in they're in a decent position. They'll be Everton will be okay at the end of the season. We play natural fair play. The Aston Villa. We are sustainable with that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we've sold uh, we sold players the younger the younger Jack, players. Jack Grealish. Yeah. Well, Grealish went. We've also Archer went. Um, I'm just trying to think. Um, Philogene Bidet spent the whole. Yes. Uh, they sold uh, Ramsey as well. And we sold these kids for so much, so much money, but they're classed as, because uh, there's no, we didn't buy them. They came through the ranks. So that's just pure profit to Aston Villa. So that goes off against your fair play anyway. So like they've, they've done they've done it well. They've organised what they're trying to do. They've looked at it. They've worked out what they can, what they can't spend. And that's why maybe we won't spend too much in this window. But fair play, but most clubs look to do spend their money in the summer anyway. But uh, everyone knows the fair play situation. They've had enough time to 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 do it to to work it out. So bottom line is like if you get caught and done on the fair play, you you kind of they, they will get a chance. I think Nottingham Forest they they've been they're talking about doing them, but it apparently it was a mistake. 
and they can prove it was a mistake. So fair enough, Nottingham Forest, not get away with it, but Nottingham Forest probably won't get done. But if you have three years to work at something, then you can't really complain three years down the line. Go, oh, I didn't know that was happening. Because you've had three years at you. I'll just go and drink, Gareth. Yeah, no problem. I think I'll have one as well. I'll be, I'll be gassing. I got the wine. We're not talking about memories. Yeah. But Everton versus Aston Villa. Mm-hmm. Are you what are you all good memories from Aston Villa against Edgerton Park? Uh, I remember the year we got relegated playing at Goodison Park. And, Did um, you play there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, a little lad came off the bench in the last 15 minutes and started tearing into people. And um, he had a clash with Mark Walters, who is one of the nicest men in the world. And he got up and he was snarling at Mark Walters. And I, I was just about, and I went, just settle down, little man. He gave me a bit of abuse. And uh, two months later, we signed him. That was a kid called Warren Aspinall, who ended up becoming a, a good mate of mine at uh, Villa. But uh, Everton was always a difficult place to play. And like I said, the likes of Aspinall, Graham Sharp, that they some, as you hit, they're some very, very good for play, footballers as well. It's always been a difficult place to go and play. But over the years, I think you were saying about the most played game in that. I remember seeing the games on the telly and um, I think there was one athlete, was it 3-2? When Ashley Young scores a winner in the, the game. That was went dramatic, back and dramatic forth. that was. Yeah, yeah. And that, that, that game summed up to how everything was. When um, Leon Bailey came, made his first, um, was his debut? Come off the no, bench. Did, yeah. he scored, he scored a goal, showed a bit of wonderful skill, got injured, went off. And uh, that, that just struck me as the Everton games. Everton games, there was always a little something going on. There's always a bit of fire to it. Tony Morley, who's a good mate of mine, obviously he comes to Villa, won the European Cup with Villa, but he's a bit, his family are big Everton people, so it's a massive game for him as well. So he always gets carried away with his Everton game as well. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a game that's always going to invoke good memories. It's, it's, a, it's a clash, it's, this time it's a clash of styles, but Everton have always been a good game to go and watch. And a lot of people like to see the Villa-Everton games. Usually they, there's something happens in it. It's very interesting. Like it's, There's always a bit of flair or something goes on in it. So and yeah, the Everton games... What's that? Stillian Petrov? Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, two, two, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, um, there's loads of different... As a fan, you see loads of games, but the Everton game always had a little something about it. United games, you'd always say, yeah, Villa will play well against United and then... Uh, Fergie will throw on two players in the last 10 minutes and we'll probably get done or we'll play him in a cup and um, Bruno Fernandes will do, do a ridiculous step over we'll get a penalty and they'll score from the penalty we scored we, we go to Old Trafford and we beat um, Man United 1-0 and they miss a penalty there's always games where you remember certain things Emerson games always had a little something going on um, something to remember something to get um, to go, go back with. And th- this game will probably be the same. Something will happen in the game where we'll, we'll be talking about it after. But Everton games always have a little something special in them. What, what's your score prediction on Sunday? Well, I was going for... Uh, I was thinking, like, because Everton are so strong and they're not going to give an awful lot away. I was thinking going for a one or draw. But as the more I'm leaning towards it now, I think we might just do them 2-1. Yeah, I'm going to go with two and one as well. Yeah, yeah. So, yes, 
Put your money on that. 2-1 Aston Villa. Yeah, do, you, do you see football bets? I, I used to do. I, I don't bet anymore. My son, he bets a fair bit, but I don't bet anymore. But I used to do, I, I used to do soccer six and betting on different results and all that. And uh, I just found that I just, there's always a couple of tips that get me wrong or that go wrong for me. Like So like, I don't bet that much anymore. Like my son does a lot of betting. But uh, yeah, if I was um, if I was a betting man, I'd better spin in 2-1 at Goodison. I want to talk about uh, some off-field matters. Mm. What, do you, what do you make of the Adidas news? Interesting. I mean, uh, well, I heard about it the other day, and uh, it, is it Soares has, has, has run the deal, as it were, like Chris Hex has been involved in it. And uh, it, it's been interesting to see what kits they can come up with. It's, uh, the, the Castori one was always... There was problems with it from what everyone was saying. The players weren't comfortable with it. The ladies weren't comfortable with it as well. So, obviously, a change was going to be made. Villa are doing really well. They're competing a higher echelon now. And so, they, they can obviously work with bigger companies. But we've never been with Adidas before, have we? So, this is this, no, is, this, is, this is this is a nice one. Like I'm, I'm just be interested to see what they're going to do with the kit, as it were, how they're going to do it. Because, obviously, Adidas will have their three stripes in there. <clears throat> somewhere along the line and I'm just thinking how they're going to put, work it out but uh, yeah I mean fair play at the end of the day as, as we get better we will attract more and more people to do to work out sponsorships with work out deals with uh, kit things and all that because we're doing better and teams want to be uh, I say business businesses want to be associated with teams that are doing well and at the minute we're doing well so naturally Villa are in a position where they can pick and choose a little bit and we can say, oh, yeah, we'll go with that one. And that one's going to get us more money as a club, which will get us to strengthen the, the whole area, like the, the, the whole infrastructure, as it were. So, yeah, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a good shout. And it just be interesting to see how the kids the kit works out. Can we all think of Adidas? Or think of elite teams? Yeah. yeah. Like Real Madrid? Boy exactly. Munich. Well, it's, it's nice that you say elite teams. It's nice that Adidas and Villa can enter the conversation now. And we're... we're we're sort of on that same wavelength. They're looking at Aston Villa and feeling that if we continue with this vein, bringing in a couple of players and developing and keep going, then we could be classed pretty soon as an elite team. At the minute, it's a bit too early because we've only had the best part of a year where we've done what we've done. But uh, we are making headway and we're moving in the right direction. And, I mean, and... I'm going to park. Because I'm yeah. going to park. You know the Adidas stand? Yeah. I mean, look, look, well, you know what you did in Chelsea? Yeah, yeah. We actually put Adidas as advertising. Get yeah, worth a few, exactly. I was going to say, that'll be a few quid to the club as well. That'll work out nice. And uh, I suppose that, that's an idea. You see, if, if they try that, you want to throw, throw yeah, hang on, hang on a second. That's my idea as well. Claim, <laughs> claim a little bit off that. Also, what do you like about, about the club crest? I've, I'm not seeing any that's. Uh, stood out to me I, I saw uh, a few the other day my mate Mick's a massive Villa fan he showed me a couple of the crests but I didn't see anything I looked at and thought oh yeah so uh, there's a lot of noise about it at the minute I, I, I just sh show me a couple of give me a few choices now I know there's been a few options and I've not seen too many of them myself but you know, uh, all this, seems, this seems to be going on for a while doesn't it all at the stand yeah well I'll, I'll get my lad to show me that because I've uh, he showed me, he showed me, I mean, Mike Mick showed me a load of different ones and that. 
And uh, I'm, not, I'm not really seen one and thought, oh, I'll have that. But you like the lion, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I don't see. We have the 150th, 150th anniversary soon. Yeah, yeah. Well, that would that would tie. It'd nicely. be nice for that. Yeah, yeah. That would be that would tie nicely. To be fair, that'd be a good shout. Well, one more question, Gary. Yeah, sure. Uh, what do you think? We're going to do any business in the window? Do you think? Yeah. Well, I think everybody's been saying the same sort of thing. Uh, Ollie Watkins has been. I'll go get this right. He's either been injured, he's missed five games in four years or four games in five years. So that strikes me that if we lose only Watkins, we, we might lose him for six weeks. Can Duran, John Duran carried a team for six weeks without Ollie Watkins. So you need competition there just in case one of them get injured. So <clears throat> we're looking at setting forward. I'm also looking at... Um, A right back. Yeah, because Matty Cash and Conzo have been battling it out as well. Matty Cash, say going to the last stage, stage of the season... We might need we need another body, but Matthew Cash needs competition, so we need definitely a right back, definitely a centre forward. I think in most other areas, I think we've been linked with the goalkeeper Kenneth and Gongi, uh, oh, okay. for Ellis is who's a centre forward who can play in any of the three positions up front. So if, they, if that one goes through, that's a decent opportunity, a decent shout to be fair. <coughs> um, but yeah, I, I, defensively, I think we've got enough. Um, midfield wise, we seem to have enough. Especially I don't think we do. I don't think we're doing much. No, no. I think, like most teams say, say they keep their powder dry. Unless you're Man United or you're some, someone and you're struggling, you're like, hang on a minute, we're going to throw some money at it. Most teams have got their players now. They ain't going to go mad and buy two, three, four players. But Aston Villa, that, them two positions, the positions we've all looked at all season and we've all felt the same way. Right back, the competition for cash and uh, a centre forward for competition for Ronnie Watkins. So, uh, them, them, them positions make sense to me. And if we can't get them, when we, when in our first came, and we thought he was going to bring in three or four players, and he was like, "Yeah, if we can't get them in uh, in in last Christmas," he said, uh, "We'll get them in the summer. They, there's no problem. I will work with the players." And he was quite relaxed about it, as long as the managers relaxed. Because normally a manager's uptight because he wants players in because he knows there's a problem. He's got to rectify the problem as quick as. And I was quite relaxed about it at the minute because he feels what he's got is strong enough to keep competing. If we can add to it, that's brilliant. But yeah, setting the forward and the fallback, they're, they're priorities for me. Whether they're done in the summer or they're done at Christmas, but we need to do Christmas, January window, we need to do. Should we have a look at some live comments? Yeah, yeah, sure. I'll just have a little look through, see what ones we got. Thank you, everyone, for all your great comments. Oh, yeah, if you get let's just get down a bit more. Let's just have a little look. If you could, if you could just get down a little bit more. This was all right. Let's have a little look. We've got quite a few watching tonight. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Michael Huggins. Yeah, Chad, right. can I ask Gary, I remember you playing from the back in the back of the day. Yeah. What was, what was it like playing for? Against the team you support, it was uh, brilliant. It was um, as a kid, uh, Kingsley, I born in Kingsley. I ended up, my uncle Charlie brought me to Aston Villa when they were in the third division, and it was my day out. And they also said, Listen, if you behave yourself, because <clears throat> I must have been a complete pain, but they said, If you behave yourself, we bring you back. I didn't come back to him many times to start with, but eventually, my dad, I came and seen Villa play Santos, and from then, like. Yeah. I was a bit of a fan. 
I'm, I'm one to support the Villa. I'm, I'm taking interest in the Villa. My, my brother, all, all my family are. So to get the chance to play for the, the team that I've supported all the years was brilliant. It's something that you, you, you kind of hope would happen, but you don't imagine it's really going to happen for you. And um, the chance it, it happened for me. And uh, I was made up with it. I was only at Villa for two and a half years, I think, in the end. I fell out of Graham Taylor. Uh, but then doesn't everybody. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, it, it was one of my dreams to do that. I got a chance to do it. It was uh, brilliant. I, I, I love the fact that I played for the club of support. I, I mean, it's an incredible moment. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, um, making my debut was a brilliant moment. Scoring my first goal. We played at Anfield and uh, we drew 3 all with Liverpool at Anfield. And that was... Liverpool were the best team by far in the league that, um, that time. And we were on the verge of getting relegated, but we scored, we scored three goals. I got one of them. Took the lead three times. They equalised. And if we'd have been playing another five minutes, they would have probably got the winner. At the end of the game, we went to the Villa fans, and they the, the love they gave us like was absolutely fantastic. And that was one of, mem- one of my first memories as a player at Villa, as a Villa player. And it just stayed with me. The, the support you get, the away support Aston Villa is second to none. It's absolutely unbelievable. Even the year we got relegated, the the, the support a few years ago. The support the team had away from home was was unrivaled. It's fantastic, and that just doesn't mark the, the 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 fans that even when the team's not doing well, they are still behind and they still back them. So yeah, I, I got great memories. I got I, 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 I achieved my dream was to play for Aston Villa. I achieved my dream. I can't complain. I'm I'm happy. I had a result. You have you have some very good memories. Yeah, yeah, I had great memories. I I made I made a lot of great friends. All through my career, but loads when I came to Villa and like Alan McAnally and people like that, really good mates. Um, and we're still all friends now. And so, yeah, so that bond we had of the team that got promoted, it, it, we were we'll stuck together, we, we're still mates and that. And like, yeah, we've got great memories, great stories, great things that happened. Me and Macca did uh, a couple of Q&As before Christmas, telling all the stories that went on. Most of them, you, you know, it's too risque for the likes of yourself to be listening to. But yeah. that sort of, th- sort of thing... We, we was telling stories and we were having a, we were having a laugh and, and it was great. And it's just, me and Macca might not speak for three, four months. We see each other, bang, we just kick off. Marty Keown the other day, same again, like Tony Daly, who I see on a regular basis. We, we, we're just all good mates. I, I made some great mates. I got to play for the club I supported and uh, nicked a couple of goals for them. So, yeah, I, I, had a, I had a result. I love it. I'm going to bring this episode to a close. Did you just go, just go what all that part of it? Well, thank you everyone for watching. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe to the channel, give it a like and share. Remember to make sure to keep your post notifications turned on. Also, let me know your thoughts in the comments section. Also, everyone, make sure to keep an eye on my AVFC weekly recap, which will be recorded at the beginning of next week. Thank you so much, Gary, for your time. No problem, Chad. Enjoyed it. Cheers, kid. Well, I'm going to wrap up this episode with Up the Villa. Too right, Up the Villa. <laughs> <laughs>